This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling real. I want to announce to the whole planet, heaven, heaven is real. We can escape from all the insanity and all of the despair and all of that, all the sadness and disappointment and heartbreaking things that we're reading, hearing, seeing, and experiencing. There is a place of refuge. It's called heaven. And uh, so you're listening this morning, Monday morning, 1130 a.m., wave 94.1 to Escape to Heaven. Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. We've come today to give you hope, to give you an assurance that the Word of God is always real. So we're going to start where we were Last week, we didn't get a chance to finish. It was just so much. We started talking about how did we lose heaven and Adam and Eve and, you know, how mankind united one accord and they went against God and God came down the table uh, to look at the towel of Babel. And at that moment, the Lord confused the language, but additionally, He separated the sons of Adam, that's mankind, into 70 nations. And uh, then he allotted one small seed line or one small lineage for his own lot. And that was Jacob. And Jacob then became Israel. So that's pretty much where we were last week. And we started trying to figure out what does all of this mean And can we even get back to heaven? We know that heaven was on earth at one time uh, via the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve before they were tricked by that serpent. And then we notice that because of that transgression against God in unity with the serpent, curses were pronounced curse upon Eve, a curse upon the serpent, a curse upon Adam. The end result is that God himself put enmity between the serpent seed and the seed of the woman. What on earth does that mean? And, you know, who is the seed of the serpent? <laughs> Where are the seeds? Who are they? Which seed are you? (laughs) That's what we want to talk about. And, you know, another question is the 70 nations, are they the seed of the woman or the seed of the serpent? And can we ever 
have heaven again, no matter which seed we are. That's our discussion today. So we know that God still figured out how to qualify Gentiles and who are the Gentiles. I I know I talked about that before over in Genesis, the 10th chapter, it says, um, now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And everyone knows that we were repopulated the earth after the flood by these three three sons and Noah himself. The sons of Japheth is Gomar, Magog, Madei, Javan, Tubal, Meshish, and Tyrus. And the sons of Gomar, which is the firstborn of Japheth, is Ashkenaz, Riftha, Tokamar, and the sons of Javan, Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodadim. By these, those names I just said, were the owls of the Gentiles divided in their land. Everyone after their own tongue, their own family, and their nation. So God separated mankind into 70 nations, and it came from those Eight individuals that came to the earth out of that ark. So from those eight, mainly the six, the rest of the world has been repopulated. Okay. God then qualified the Gentiles, though, to be one with the 70 souls with God through Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about Colossians 1. Last week, we said how God himself qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, how he delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear son. Before we go any farther, I want to pray because this is a word that will change our lives if we could understand it. I know that the enemy do not want us to understand it, receive it, or even put it in our hearts and minds to understand the goodness of our Father. So, Father God in heaven above, Lord, I pray that you would touch me, your servant, God, that I give the word as you desire for it to be given, that, Lord, our hearts, our ears, our mind, our soul are open, Lord, so that we can receive, Lord God, and let us have better understanding. Enlighten us, God, as to what your intent and desire and the reality of our future really is. God, we bind all the works of the enemy that would keep us from understanding and receiving. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, when did this enmity actually start? One thing we need to know, there are, there are two seed lines that began immediately. And it started with Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel were the two sons that Eve had. And, um, you know, you're either the seed of the woman or you're the seed of the serpent. Those who are, who are with God would be the seed of the woman. Those who are, are against God that would end up being the seed of the serpent. So now you can start talking to yourself. Over in First John, the third chapter says, Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. For his seed, God's seed, remain in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. So in this, the children of God are manifest in the children of the devil. 
whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that we heard from the very beginning, and that we should love one another. The Apostle Paul, he confirms that Cain father was not Adam. Yo, I need stop right there. Now, that might be radical for some people to even comprehend, but we're just going from the Bible and the Word of God, because First John, the third chapter, verse 12, go on to say that not as Cain, who was of that wicked one and slew his brother. So let's understand that if you are not able to love your brother, then you already know at that moment what seed you are. <laughs> okay? So wherefore, why did why did Cain, this is the Bible, why did Cain slew, why did he slay Abel? Because his own works were evil and his brothers righteous. And this is from the Bible. Also notice in Genesis, the fifth chapter, Cain is not in Adam's genealogy. When they, uh, when it's listed in the Bible, the genealogy of Cain is listed separate from that of Adam. So Genesis, the fifth chapter says, this is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him, male and female created he them and he blessed them. And their name, their name combined was called Adam in the day when they were created. And Adam lived 130 years and begot a son in his own likeness and after his image and called his name Zeth. Okay, so why was that stated? I mean, you and I both know that we read in the Bible about Abel and Cain being born. Yet, in the fifth chapter, it details the generation, and Cain is not listed. Instead, Cain is listed in Genesis, the fourth chapter, starting at the uh, 15th verse, 15, 16th verse, where he went away from the presence of the Lord, and he knew his wife, and she conceived and bared an Enoch, a person named Enoch. So the genealogy of Cain is listed separately from the genealogy of Adam, okay? So that makes us have a question right there that the Bible actually answers. The point is, this seed, the woman's seed, the serpent seed, it, it is both physical and spiritual, okay? Um, physically, you're born, and you're born in the image and likeness of Adam as God created him, then physically you would be the woman's seed. But if for some reason, as you're living your life, you decide not to live according to the will of God, you literally can become the serpent seed. So we know that uh, through Jacob and actually through Abraham, God calls him the father of all nations. So you can become adopted into the family by faith in Christ Jesus. So that's spiritual. So you can be the serpent seed and become the woman seed 
by faith in Jesus Christ. Now you become in the uh, lineage of Abraham. And then again, you could be a biological, like an Israelite, descendant of Abraham, living in Israel, but you never accepted Jesus Christ. So biologically, you are the woman's seed, but spiritually, you are the serpent seed. Okay. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So you could be a Gentile based on the 70 nations, or you could be mixed with the seed of the Nephilim. And we don't know how they got back in the picture. How did the giants come back even after the flood? But, you know, there's indication that the giants are descendant from the Nephilim. Yet they look like human beings. They're extraordinarily large. And uh, one would think that they are not the seed of the woman, but instead, instead the seed of the serpent, which bears to mind why when God sent the Israelites with Joshua and so forth, and even King Saul to destroy certain and likeness, it was because they were abominations. You know, they were a part of the generations of the mixture of the seed of human beings and angelic seed. Again, that is a rebellious, rebellious entities that made it with the women in Genesis 6 chapter. So again, that's the seed of the serpent. All right. So we realize now that the seed of the serpent can be a variety of things. The same thing for the seed of the woman. Thinking about the 70 nations, uh, those 70 nations descendant from Noah. That's where they came from. You know, everything came from Adam, but the world was repopulated. And from Shem, you, you have... Um, you know, the expectations that you, well, what you, we do receive from Shem's lineage is a lot of spiritualism, religion, you know, uh, Christianity, Muslim, Judaism, that all come from the seed of Shem. Uh, from him, we have a lot of physical attributes. And from Japheth, we have the intellectual. But also through him, through Canaan, who was cursed by Noah, you see a lot of the ites, <laughs> you know, the Amorites, the, all the ites. And that usually reflected union or included union with the fallen angels to some degree. So uh, Noah cursed Canaan, who was the son of Ham. Through Canaan lineage, we have Cush. Cush was a, a son of Ham and Cush became the father of Nimrod. And Nimrod created kingdoms like Babel, Iraq, Akkad. We're just stopping, deviating just a little bit to make you and I understand this enmity, the seed of the serpent, and the seed of the woman. When did this start? It started the very beginning when Eve gave birth. It's so funny that one of the curses that the Lord established at this uh, rebellious beginning in the Garden of Eden, as he looked at Eve, he said, you know, uh, you're going to be cursed, too, as you give birth. You know, you will have pain. 
so it's, it's it's interesting to note that from eating an apple, and it was nobody said it was an apple, but eating the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we have these curses that went forth. Um, I believe in Genesis the third chapter. Let me see if I can actually read it. Yeah, here it is. Unto the woman, 16 verse, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Thy desire shall be to thy husband. He shall rule over thee. So the woman also lost not just the Garden of Eden, but she lost her equal standing, her, her joint rulership that she had previously. You know, prior to... The falling, she was in equal standing, but uh, because of listening to the serpent and being able to be beguiled by the serpent, uh, the Lord had to put a restriction upon her. And that was that her desire would be to her husband and her husband would have rulership over her. The 70 nations, again, um, that seems to be the entire world. <laughs> that means you and I are included somewhere in those 70 nations. Either you're under Shem, Ham, or Japheth. Uh, if you are not an Israelite, uh, that Israelite means that you were under that allotment called Jacob, who became the Israelites. Then we all started out shaped in sin and iniquity. That meant we started out as the seed of the serpent. Jesus himself, when he was on the earth, kind of tried to help us have understanding about this serpent seed. Uh, in Matthew, the 23rd chapter, he says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and garnish the sepulchers of the righteous and say, if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Wherefore, you be witnesses unto yourselves that you are the children of them which killed the prophets. Fill ye up then the measure of your fathers, ye serpents, ye offspring of vipers. How can you escape the damnation of hell? So right there. The Lord Jesus is showing us that physically you can be the seed of the woman. Jesus himself was indeed the seed of the woman, <laughs> physically, but also spiritually. But here, here are Israelites, leaders that Jesus is referring to, and he's calling them vipers, offspring, offspring of the serpent. Why? Because of the condition of their heart. Again, in John, the eighth chapter, well, you know, here's Jesus again. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word have no place in you. You are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not. And the truth, because there was no truth in him. When he speak a lie, he speak of his own, for he is a liar and the father of lies. <laughs> Those who do not the will of God, but live in sin, are the devil's seed. I believe it was 
Paul dealing with a wizard and he was saying full of all subtlety and all mischief thou child of the devil all of this is letting us know that either the seed of the serpent or the woman's seed is you you have to decide Daniel a prophet prophesied in the seventh chapter that Jesus would come And Jesus didn't come just for the Israelites. He came for all of us, all 17 nations, and those that have fallen away in the allotment that God himself chose for his lineage, the tribe of Jacob, that became Israel. Because some of those, most of them, fell to idolatry and worshiping false gods, as the 70 nations also did. So Daniel's prophesies, and he says, seventh chapter, starting at 13th verse, I saw in the night visions, and I beheld one like the Son of Man. He came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before the Ancient of Days. And there was given to Jesus, this is, but he didn't use the name Jesus, but he, he saw the Son of Man. And it was given to him dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all people, nations, and language should serve him. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. And his kingdom shall not be destroyed. So that was prophesied by Daniel. And then we know that um, I believe Paul is saying in Acts, the 17th chapter, He is really letting us have understanding that God sent Jesus to unite the seeds. Oh, wow. The seeds that can be redeemed. Amen. So God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. This is when Paul is talking to, I believe he's somewhere uh, where they have this, they've all have this temple set aside to worship all the gods that they know about. And they have one there and they, the God that they don't know or or no name. And he's referring to this or making them have understanding. So neither is God worshiped uh, with man's hands as though he needed anything. Seeing he gave to all life and breath and all things and have made of one blood, all nations of men, for it to dwell on all the face of the earth and had determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. And this, the desire of God is that all nations should seek the Lord if they might feel after him, find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him, in God, we live, move, and have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. So all nations really are of God. All, no matter if you're separated into the 70, no matter if you're in the one that God himself chose to bring the Savior through, it doesn't matter. We are all of God. (laughs) And Jesus was sent by God in John, the 17th chapter, he, Jesus is talking to God and saying, for I have given unto them the disciples that he taught the words which you gave me. And they have received them. 
and have known surely that I came out from thee, the Lord. They have believed that thou didst send me. So that is a confirmation by Jesus that he was sent to this earth by God to redeem all the nations. What a loving God we have. No matter how rebellious we have been, God still has a plan for our redemption and union and our dominion and rulership in his, as his representative on this earth. Galatians says, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For we are all one in Christ Jesus. So if we be of Christ, then we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And that is the mission of Jesus, to bring us all to inheritance. Amen. Out of the fallen angels and principalities, dominions and thrones that have rebelled against God away from the breakout of the 70 nations into one nation under Jesus Christ that would be presented to God holy and blameless. Amen. Before him, Matthews, the 13th chapter says, he that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom of God, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. It is the enemy that sold the children of the tares, and he is the devil, or as we also say, the serpent. Now, what was Jesus' mission? His mission was to the Jews first, and also to the Greeks. That's what it says in Romans, the second chapter. Tribulation, anguish upon every soul of men that do evil, of the Jew first and also of the Gentiles. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, again, to the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. For why? There's no respect of persons with God. For not the hearers, a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. But a Jew is one, and Jew means, um, and that term Jew came about because of the tribe of Judah at that time was the one tribe that was really trying to follow the, the things of the Lord. And so the short term that came about, and circumcision is that of the heart, spirit, and not in the leather, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Jesus came and you're listening to Heaven on Earth Ministries. We're talking about escape to heaven. But how can you escape to something that you do not have a real concept or an appreciation of what is heaven? Do we ever have it? Can we still get it back? Where is it now? <laughs> Jesus came and his goal was reinstatement of dominion on earth. First, he went to the woman's seed. The tribe the, that God selected, that nation that God selected to bring the Savior through. And that is the Israelites. Matthew, the 10th chapter. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples. See, this is reinstatement of dominion. He gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And he sent them out and said, go not into the way of Gentiles, into any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not, but rather go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, 
So when you see the healing, that means heaven is on earth. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. He reinstated dominion on earth for the Gentile seed. Luke, the 10th chapter. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two by two before his face unto every city and place. And he said, heal the sick and say unto them, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. Jesus came for both seeds. His final words before he went back to heaven and he gave instruction to his followers. He said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. How did he know that? Because he know he released power. Amen. And not just to the 12 representing the tribe of uh, Israel. He also gave it to 70 others. And that was because why? When God separated those nations, he separated them into 70 different nations. And now Jesus came back and he reinstated dominion to those 70 nations. There's no excuse for you or I. We can, we can be delivered from captivity unto the serpent. We can be delivered and we can receive the new birth. Amen. Because we will be born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed by the word of God, right? Which lives and abides forever. And that means you and I can be a new creature. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Why? Behold, all things are become new. This new man is taken out of darkness and placed into God's kingdom. And, and what happens with us is that we become a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people that we should show forth the praises of him who hath called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past, we were not a people, but we are now the people of God. We have mercy now. Heaven belongs, okay, to the seed, which is, or who becomes the woman's seed, meaning the vessel which contains the name of Jesus, the word, the spirit of God, and is covered by the blood of the lamb. You have a future and your future and your destiny is heaven. You can escape now as we're living daily into heaven because heaven, the kingdom of God is within you. And if you have the word of God and the Holy Spirit alive in you, any moment that you want to experience heaven, you can go inside yourself and you can experience heaven while we're on earth. We can live daily, minute by minute, as if we're living in heaven. You have listened to Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. If you have not yet given yourself to Jesus, I want to pray the prayer, the sinner's prayer with you. Just repeat with me. Father God, I have been a sinner and I've even gone against your will, and I've been the seed of the serpent. But God, I repent now for all my sins. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me, to come into my heart. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, raised from the dead by the power of God. 
word of God say I am saved. And now, Father, I divorce, separate, declare and decree that I am no longer a part of the kingdom of darkness. I am divorced from the kingdom of darkness and I am received and reinstated into the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of light. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. I love you. I'll see you again. You've listened to 94.1 Wave, 1130 a.m. Monday morning. I'll be back again. God bless you. Love you.